So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media? Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Blog Talk Radio. This show is brought to you by CoventryCreations.com. There's no sun up in the sky, stormy weather, since my man and I ain't together, keep raining all of the time, oh yeah, life is Just Jackie. Yeah, I'm here with a wonderfully <laughs> and talented just Jackie. Um, 
who is, of course, the mistress of CoventryCreations.com, the sponsor of this show. So cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com. Give us a little bit of love. Uh, we're going to have a lot, a very exciting show um, for you guys today. We're going to be talking a lot about a lot of stuff. We're going to be doing uh, a new moon spell um, pretty much right here at the beginning after we talk about a little bit of other stuff. We have Lorian um, Carilla from uh, Sacred Myths. Um, that's going to be on with us uh, during the show to talk about um, uh, some some interesting stuff that came up in the media about um, Ashley Judd as well as Beltane Magic. Um, to reach Jackie off the air, of course, go to CoventryCreations.com. Um, again, that's CoventryCreations.com. To reach me off the air, of course, go to Psychic Friends Now. Um, dot com and also you know our website I don't know if everybody knows this uh, but our website for Keep It Magic um, which I have a new series that's going to be on it coming soon which is going to be called Kabbalah Magic um, uh, that will be starting up I have the first post already completed I just have to upload it um, and mm-hmm. Jackie of course has a bazillion 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 um, uh, uh, articles that she's going to be writing up this week before she starts to head back off on the rainbow tour. <laughs> and Jackie, that's all I have to say is I hope that the better the weather was better than this weekend. Well, I'm looking for it. I'm going to Santa Cruz, mm-hmm. so I'm really hoping that um, uh, it's going to be nice. I looked at the weather.com and <clears throat> it said that it was going to be in the 70s, low like up mid 40s and then the high in like mid 70s 70s and mid 70s so um i think i just need to take layers yeah <laughs> take layers ones that you can put on and ones uh that you can uh take off mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the weather this weekend was just insane yeah i'm i'm tired of this and it's it's wreaking 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 havoc on me cuz i can't even talk right now um I just am like exhausted today because it was so warm yesterday, and then now today it's really cold, and my allergies are going crazy, and um, it's just there's no traction. Yeah. You know, uh, there's no traction on um, on on you know like okay now we're warm and we can get used to it, or now we're cold and we can get used to it. It's just you know, and then I'm and then I'm pouting because now it's cold again. Yeah, the uh, the weather has been absolutely crazy, especially in the the middle part of this country, and I really don't see that as changing anytime soon. No, no, I, I it's well, it's it's just crazy weather, and the and it's because the jet stream is so loopy right now, literally yeah. loopy, and I don't know what to say about it. But and and then it's causing all those crazy storms mm-hmm. um, in the Midwest, which you actually talked about. Do you remember when you talked about it on? Um, is it Ostara, the show, yeah. Ostara show? Yeah. Um, do you remember what you said? No. Oh, let me remind you. Hold oh. on. <laughs> we pulled out, I pulled out a little clip. Oh. I just to remind you what you said. Okay. This is this is how Storm impresses me. So everybody bear with me. High pressure. Okay. Now, if you're in the middle of the country, say, um, I'll, okay. I'll throw out some... Uh, what Michigan is basically going to be, uh, Jackie, that East Coast type of energy, okay? Um, if you're in the middle of the question like Fargo, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, um, uh, Des Moines, Kansas City, Omaha, Wichita, Little Rock, Houston, you know, that middle line there, okay? Mm-hmm. There's going to be a large propensity 
in that particular area for violent storms throughout the throughout the uh, uh, the spring. You know, They've already been having them. Too. They're going to have more. Well, that's been a little bit more. We've had that Pluto, which was in um, the English charts of uh, the Midwest. Okay, um, for the for the for the, uh, the the winter the winter solstice. Um, uh, Pluto was in the latter degrees in many of those uh, solstice uh, charts. So we were seeing the violent um, type of combination that was going on there. So this is where the propensity for extreme heavy types of violent type of storms will happen. Okay, now. I'm kind of creeped out by that. Yeah. You had a little cold then too, I think. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> it, it really, you really nailed it, didn't you? Um, it's creepy when I hear the city. <laughs> <laughs> and this is—I have to say, this is this is you in astrology. Yeah. This was you um, looking at the charts and the English charts, not the English charts, but the English charts. <laughs> Ingress, yeah, <laughs> not the English charts. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it. I find it absolutely fascinating how you're. Um, how you looked at astrologically and where it's going and what was happening and how right on it was. Weather uh, weather charts are pretty interesting because one of the things that it gives you, they're so precise and so accurate, Jackie, that it gives you almost this very, very eerie type of uh, a feeling about them. And because it's so refined and focused on just weather, mm-hmm. it's very easy to nail that, you know, um, uh, in, a, in a much more profound way that gives people meaning. Whereas if you go into, like, politics, um, uh, if you go into, um, you know, different types of predictions, sometimes it can be, you have to paint with, you know, much broader colors sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, you know, if you're precisely looking for things in a certain way, um, it's very good. One of the things that I have been looking at recently is um, seeing if there's some form of a correlation um, between um the weather or the, not the weather the English charts and earthquakes mhm so um yeah so i it, i'm not i haven't really you know i haven't talked about the weather that much during um our shows before in the past cuz it's not something that you, you you know me Jackie at this point if i really don't feel comfortable about it um i'm not going to sit and do it or label myself as it um you know like mediumship i can do mediumship i don't feel comfortable being a medium Right, right. Well, you know, when you when something's really blatant, you get to um, uh, you you can figure it out. I mean, you you see, it's right there, um, right there. Yeah, definitely. It's it's pretty pretty interesting. Speaking of lunations and English charts, um, we have one coming up, which is the new moon in Taurus. And um, I want to start, you know, because one of the things that I think in traditional witchcraft, or at least this is my opinion from the stuff that I have read, I could be absolutely wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but Well, I'll tell you you're wrong right now, but go ahead. Okay. Um, but it seems to be that there's much more reverence for the full moon in um, a, in witchcraft and paganism from a lot of the you know the books that I have and right. a lot of the stuff that that, that I uh, look at with this and one of the things that amazes me because this is a little bit where Kabbalah and <clears throat> or Kabbalah and witchcraft separate a little is because Kabbalah more reveres the new moon okay because Kabbalah is more interested in seeds the beginning period rather than the full culmination. Um, okay. uh, uh, 
So one of the things that I thought that we would to start doing with this show, and it kind of fits more into what you do with transformative magic, um, because of the fact that it, if you can correct that particular seed at the beginning or petition for what it is that you want at that seed level um, and come to understand what that means, um, uh, you know, it seems to work out better at the end of the day. Um, uh, than anything else. And that's not to say that full moon magic doesn't have its place on the planet. It does. Um, I think I think that there's a psychological reason why people will look at the full moon yeah. and, and do more magic. Because when you look at the full moon and it's a clear night and it's there, you can – you can feel that palpable energy, even mm-hmm. when it's um, not full moon. I mean, when it's not clear, and you see the, uh, you can feel the full moon. The energy is really powerful. I mean, there's times when I look up and I go, or I have to literally look it up because I've lost track of of where the moon is, and say, is the moon full? And then it'll be like the day before or the day after because there's been some craziness going on. Um, <laughs> you just you just feel it, a disruption in the force, so to speak. So it makes total sense that the power, that powerful moon right there looking down on you makes you stop in your tracks and say, I need to to grab a ride on that energy. And so what a lot of people do, um, magical practitioners, will pull the moon down. It's called drawing down the moon. So you're Mm -hmm. drawing that energy down to you. Mm-hmm. And filling your magic with it, or filling that you know it's it's overflowing, and so let's grab some of that magical energy and and put it in there. So what happens is that you're drawing down the moon, and whether it's an item that you're filling or yourself or charging yourself up, whatever you're you're checking it out at its pinnacle. Um, but on the new moon, what you're doing is you're actually. Um, Instead of drawing down the moon, you're projecting yourself to that energy so that you can ride that wave of of new moon energy. So you plant your seed, your idea, your intent, and you ride that lunar wave as it grows. Well, but don't you, Jackie, I, I don't know for you, but for me, okay, I may start some witchcraft craziness here. Um, uh I think that one of the things that we have a propensity to do as human beings, okay, is that when the problem is wrong, that's when we want to deal with it. And I think that possibly we should start changing our mindset to preventing the problem to begin with, okay? Um, uh, And, you know, for example, um, you know, when somebody goes in, you you know, um, my my aunt currently has, uh, is in the last stages of, uh, of lung cancer. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I think about in regards to that situation is a lot of the times when we start to actually deal with something, it's when that there is some form of a calamity or that there is some form of a crisis that occurs in which that boil or that fester or that cancer or that broken relationship or that um, a job disappointment or the financial problems, when it reaches its particular head and has to be lanced off in some way. Whereas I think that more practically, I think that putting the particular energy into the new moon may be a little bit more effective. Well, yeah. I mean, I think what happens is the difference between crisis management and being proactive and um we uh, a lot of times we look at you know all of our books on spells and magic and stuff yeah. it's very much about crisis management um he's gone i need a spell to bring him back yeah. i'm broke i need a spell to create more money versus 
being proactive in your life and saying, it's new moon. What seeds am I going to plant over these next couple of weeks as the as the moon gets And astrology is extremely instructive. It, 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 there's 12 stages of life that covers all of the aspects of our lives um, uh, because there's 12 signs of the zodiac. Um, uh, and it's instructive about what it is that we need to work on at a particular time. Like, for example, what is going to be coming up um, – I forget which day it is now. Um, uh, but uh, it, it, I'll look that up as I'm talking. Um, I think it's you don't know off the top of your head? So I have a question for you. What what came first, the 12 lunar houses or the 12 stages of life? The what? <laughs> Didn't you say there's 12 <clears throat> stages of life, there's 12 aspects of life, and there's the 12? I think the 12 stages of life probably came first, and we projected that upon the heavens. Um, so or we figured out how to make it all work. Yeah, exactly. So basically, the new moon in Taurus, first of all, Taurus is a, a, a sign that has to do a lot with being pre- creative, being productive, surrounding yourself with beauty, um, feeling safe and secure. Um, so these are all financial, you know, it's a time to look at our finances. It's a time to do maybe some budget magic. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, to really, it may be time for us to look at some time management spells, um, uh, you know, anything that has to do with earthy concrete reality. Now, there's something else that Taurus has to do with, and I think that this has to do with the, the feel safe and secure aspect. But a lot of times people will write to me and that they will say to me, Jackie, you use the word certainty a lot um, rather than positive thinking or law of attraction. And they... Uh, uh, they want to know what I think that the difference is. I think that there's a large difference between certainty and a positive thinking and law of attraction. Um, positive thinking is, um, uh, you know, faking it until you make it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and law of attraction mm-hmm. is just projecting out into the universe um, what it is that you want to bring back to you. Where certainty, for me, okay, means that whatever it is that you're petitioning for, if you're petitioning for a particular job, it is the certainty that whatever happens in regards to the particular situation, that the universe is going to do the best possible thing for you. And that is faith right there. Yeah. That's faith. And that's not having the faith is the first thing that's going to derail your spell. The, the minute you say, I don't know, is it going to work, is when it, it will stop working. You know, and one of the things that I have that I have noticed working, you know, with you for three and a half years, and uh, also doing, um, you know, working with clients magically, is that oftentimes, you know, when they're petitioning, the oh my God, I want the guy back, oh my God, I want the guy back, oh my God, I want the guy back, mm-hmm. and they're burning candle after candle, he's not coming back. One of the things that I have seen, Jackie, is that when they start to make it a little bit more general and start um, uh, doing like a um, uh, uh, a love candle or a soulmate candle from the affirmation line or make it a little a little bit more basic and then petitioning for whatever the universe finds to be the best thing for them mm-hmm. in regards to this area. It feels as though to me that the spell glides a little bit easier and also oftentimes that that is where they get what they want. Yeah. It is. It is because when I'm, um, you know, when I'm, really doing something purposeful, I need to make sure that I get into that space. So I need to make sure I clear all the blocks, I clear these things. And and 
come into the space where I'm connected to the divine. And Dorothy, uh, Dorothy Morrison and I were just talking about this, is that when you've been doing magic for a while, sometimes you forget to be great, to be grateful and to start moving your at, using your attitude, moving your attitude. Woo! Um, and and make sure that you talked to the divine beings that you're working with. Again, being proactive. Yeah. And working for um, using all those things. And so when when you're use, you when you're working your magic and you are not certain, that's when you stop. You reconnect with the divine, and you just sit quietly with it until that feeling comes back, that certainty comes back. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you 100%. Jackie, let's, uh, let's just take one of these areas because Beltane is coming up. Right. Um, uh, and actually, I want to bring Lorian on to discuss the spell as well. Yeah, let's, I was thinking. Let's do a spell. Let's bring Lorian on. Lorian, of course, is from sacredmyths.com. Um, so make sure that you cruise on over there. She's got a lot of wonderful products. Um, all of the products for Beltane are up, um, so make sure that you get them now within this week so that you can make sure that you get them um, in time. Lorian. Hey, Lorian. Hey. Um, let me ask, just throw this to both of you. Let's focus this new moon on Taurus on the aspect of, of beauty and inner beauty, um, because I think that it's a great segue into Ashley Judd, basically. Okay. Well, what What do you think, um, Jackie, in regards to uh, a beauty spell? What What are the components that you think are necessary? Well, I have a, an inner beauty candle in the affirmation line, and that one is uh, filled with lots of of good ingredients that help you find your beauty from within and then express it on the outside. So that's where to me that's where beauty comes from. You can be the most challenging, unfortunate looking person in the world, but when you start really shining with with love and your own inner beauty, um it you just you become even more beautiful. I've I've seen that happen uh with with different men and women. They become more more lovely or more handsome as I've gotten to know them. So I usually start with that and then go from there. Um, Lorian, what do you think of the components for a beauty type of spell? You know, we often hear about sex magic and love magic and, you know, drawing uh, the, the man to you that's going to make your vagina moist. Um, uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> that's something you want to talk to. about, hey? <laughs> I have to be it. Um, uh, but uh, uh, but what what do you, the the issue in regards to beauty magic? What do you think that the components? What should somebody be thinking about? What should the components be? Well, um, well, first off, what in my opinion, what you're talking about is something very similar to glamoury. I don't know if you're mm-hmm. familiar with that, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Glamoury would be something that you know you're you're putting the perception out to other people of what you look like, and um, and and it's, it's basically the art of illusion, and that's that's we do that all day long, right? I mean, it's it's illusion is kind of, it kind of has a negative connotation in some ways when you're talking about this, such as the same thing with manipulation, but it's not really. Illusion, creating an illusion means manifesting your own reality and what you want other people to see. 
So if you are perceiving yourself and wanting to project to other people that you are a beautiful person, granted from that warm within place, it's exactly mm-hmm. what you're doing. You're creating this illusion. Um, you look at all of the movie stars, right? They're creating the illusion that they're amazingly elegant and beautiful. They put makeup on. They get work done to their face. They spend thousands of dollars on their hair. Um, happens all the time. So, you know, I think first and foremost, the, the components of a beauty or a glamour spell would be um, your intent and your belief of who you are inside. You're just trying to amplify that. So I would say, um, you know, definitely Jackie's candle because um, for me, candle is all about manifestation. It helps your focus. Um, then, you know, I would say a um, doing a cleansing bath, something that makes you feel absolutely decadent and beautiful, um, some really richly scented oils, um, some herbs, taking that bath surrounded by, you know, just something elegant, making yourself feel really beautiful, um, doing your classic things of taking care of yourself, putting, you know, taking time to do your hair, do your nails, do everything. That That is all manifesting that beauty spell that you're talking about. So that Some lovely new lingerie. Like a million bucks, doesn't it? Bras and underwear, you know, but nobody else does. Makes you great. Well, and and you're absolutely you're absolutely right, Lori. And all those different things, anything that has to do with love, and then setting the intention to finding your own beauty and and self love, um, being um, true to yourself, um, and you can do all this inner beauty stuff, um, all this glamour work without deciding you have to put ten pounds makeup on too. Totally. Um, you know, you can, as, as a woman, you know, um, and as a man, you can, it, it's about finding that inner confidence. Um, and so a lot of times with, with inner beauty work, um, I also talk about using, like, the crown of glory, finding your own um, an intense self, sense of self, or um, Cleo May uh, from the Hoodoo line, or the red stilettos from from Dorothy's line. So you're you're really bringing up that that dominant, intensive, confident side as well. I think beauty has a lot to do with confidence. Um, Absolutely. You know, you know, not not overbearing confidence, but more just you know self assured. You know, I know that I'm a good person. I know that you know, it's just it's all about intention and perception, really. Right. One of the, one of the things that I think that is kind of interesting that I, I don't see talked about a lot, um, uh, but everything that you use in regards to hygiene, in regards to um, uh, putting yourself together, uh, in regards to showering, in regards to bathing, all of this stuff can be charged with intentions, just like a candle can. Um, uh, and. It, and you know, I think that that people, you know, when they go, of course, you know, half the times we don't, we don't, we live such busy lives that we don't think that as we take, um, uh, you know, the soap out of the wrapper to to charge that soap up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and you can do that with anything, shampoo. Um, you can take a a, a couple of t- drops of healing oil and put it in your shampoo. 
um, you know, that there's just many things that you can do in regards to charging that particular stuff up. Yep. All of those and are daily rituals that you're talking about, just like shaving your legs, everything. All of that has to do with preparing your body for being in the world every oh, do you day. Want me to make, do you want me to make you women mad at me? Sure. <laughs> I don't have to shave my legs. No, I don't have any hair that grows on them. Oh, uh, we hate you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it doesn't grow on my legs. It's amazing. <laughs> I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jackie, you're the queen of glamour magic. I mean, uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. It, but it's true. You know what? It's something that I absolutely purposefully do um, because, you know, I, I don't know if, if anyone follows me on Facebook and they saw, was it last week or the week before, I put up the picture when I was 25 years old and I was first making candles. Mm-hmm. And it was my lumberjack phase. And <laughs> I would, very 90s, very flannel shirt, T-shirt, jeans. Um, and Glamour was not my friend. Glamour was not my friend at all, and and I have to say that um, my self-esteem was was as powerful as I was, and as and as much of a ballbuster as I was, I really didn't have much self-esteem as far as feeling pretty and, and feeling confident in who I was outside of work. And so over the past, I don't know, ten years, um, I've really been working at my own personal glamour. And, and and my own personal confidence with this, um, and really taking some risks with it. But that confidence um, that you can find when you're doing your own beauty magic or inner beauty magic or glamour magic it translates into your entire life. Mm-hmm. So when you're feeling confident, you're feeling certain. You're feeling connected with, with the divine. You're feeling connected with all of life. So you can then manifest what you're going to manifest. Um, so sometimes that's what it starts with, saying, "No, I'm, I'm confident. I'm worthy. I'm, I'm all those things." And and moving yourself out of the mold. I think one of the biggest things you have to do is move yourself out of the societal mold, mm-hmm. the the societal um, body dysmorphic stuff. Yeah. And into your own feeling and into your own world and into your own amazingness. That's actually a great uh, place for us to stop because um, we have to take a break. break. And on the other side, um, we're going to be talking about Ashley Judd. If you all want to pull up the article that I will be referencing, just go to google.com and type in Ashley Judd slaps media in the face. (laughs) Um, And that will pull up um, the article for you if you want that in front of you as we discuss this particular, which I think is a very, very important issue. Um, and I learned a lot, actually, um, from this article because, you know, in apropos to me getting a sex change and then probably then I would even question, um, I'm never going to be a woman. So um, it was it was very, very revealing in regards to this. So um, Lorraine's website, of course, is uh, www.sacredmist.com. That's with an S at the end. That's not just my gay list. Um, it's lists.com. <laughs> 
Um, so cruise on over there and check that out, and also cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com. Um, and if you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that is, uh, we definitely have a candle for that. And here's a little bit of Madonna.
station, change the channel, push the button, don't push the button, turn the station, change the channel, push the button, don't push the button, turn the station, change the channel, push the button, don't push the button, turn the station, change the channel. Welcome back to Keep It Magic, everybody. Uh, Keep It Magic is a live radio talk show where we talk about everything metaphysical, magical, political. We talk about Hollywood. We talk about (laughs) casting spells. You name it, we talk about it here. Nothing too personal, nothing too hot for Jackie and I to handle. And, of course, we have Lorian with us uh, today, so nothing too hot for Lorian to handle either. Um, make sure that you cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com, the sponsor of the show. And also you can f- like us up on Facebook. That just sounds so unnatural to me. I just, I don't even know what. Like our Facebook pages, Keeping It Magic um, on Facebook. So check that out. Um, also, you can, while you're on Facebook, uh, follow or like or whatever, um, Sacred Mist. Just type that into the little search box And Lorian has a wonderful fan page So make sure that you go over And check that out as well Um, There is an interesting Article that Was on the Daily Beast And one of the things about Ashley Judd is she's always been very very quiet In regards to uh, the particular image that she projects on the screen She really hasn't gotten involved in any form of controversy She hasn't had a sex video um, <laughs> Yet um, uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, and she's always been known kind of as the good girl of Hollywood And of course she comes from a very famous family, the Judds um, One of which, interestingly enough, her sister Winona um, has uh, battled weight issues her entire life. Um, and uh, her mother, of course, um, had an enormous amount of issues in regards to her looks and her appearance and ended up having um, uh, uh, hepatitis C. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so the girl has had kind of a challenging life, yet she has kind of stayed out of any form of the crazy drama that has kind of swirled around um, her family and the judge. I mean, her sister uh, married a child molester and all of this other stuff, and she's just kind of kept herself out of the fray and has always remained Hollywood's good girl. So on the Daily Beast, she wrote an editorial for the Daily Beast about um, uh, USA Magazine put this um, big, huge, her on the cover, um, Ashley Judd has plastic surgery. They had experts pointing out what kind of plastic surgery that she had. In the process that she had plastic surgery, they say that she effed up her face. Um, uh, all of this other stuff. And if you have the article in front of you, girl, I do not see nothing wrong with her face. I don't know about the two of you. You see anything wrong? No, she looks not, great. Not in the least. I mean, at 43, she looks flipping amazing. And she just, you know what I love about the picture of her? She doesn't look emaciated. No. She looks like a real woman. Yes. The The other thing, and I think that this is where to begin um, with this discussion about 
Ashley Judd, and I'm going to, of course, quote from some things that she said. Um, what, the first thing that she states in the article right at the beginning is that she says, and I'm quoting from her from the Daily Beast, we're described in detail, our faces and bodies analyzed and picked apart, our worth ascertained and ascribed based on the reduction of personhood to simple physical objectification. Our voices, our personhood, our potential, and our accomplishments are regularly minimized and muted. And she's talking about women in general, um, uh, whether it be in the normal workplace or in Hollywood, uh, you know, just the whole objectification that has occurred in regards to women that, which she goes on further to say that women themselves are guilty of, um, where she talks about being in a patriarchal society and that women are just as much a purveyor of a patriarchal thought system as men are, which I found absolutely amazing, and I am sure some feminists probably threw themselves off of a building. And, no, and, you actually, know. the feminists would agree with her. <laughs> I, I, I'm serious, because, because when you speak with different you know, feminists from from the NOW organization, um, I have some friends who, who run the, the local chapter here, um, that's exactly what they say, that women are the the biggest um, um, purveyors of that because we agree to it and we judge each other by it and we encourage it with each other. Now, one of the things that she she talks about is that when she filmed Double Jeopardy, let me give you the year 1998, which was a big movie for her, um, uh, she was a size two. She's now a size six, and they're calling her a fat girl. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Lorian, what do you? How do you see that whole whole process? I, I absolutely. You, it's, it's horrible. It's um, you know, going back to the glamoury process that we were talking about before. Um. All that's doing is breaking down, little by little, our ability to see ourselves as beautiful people. Um, you know, how do we how do we perceive ourselves as women and be beautiful when we are constantly our subconscious is com- is is always aware of maybe somebody seeing us as fat, maybe somebody is seeing us as as um, you know. Uh, we have too many wrinkles or, or what have you. You know, our, our, our perception of self, unfortunately, um, is largely dictated by what other people think of us. And it takes a lot of work to move beyond that and be okay with ourselves, just being okay with ourselves. So, right. you know, one of the things that was really cool about that article, and I read it quickly, um, was that she has a she, – she, Pointed out her spirituality in saying that um, what was what, what did she say exactly? Something about um, she said that the central part of her spiritual practice is letting go of otheration. Of otheration. Now I'm interested. What is her spiritual practice? Because so that's that's a very very powerful statement. Um, from what I can tell, you know, just basically knowing a little bit about her and her family, I would probably say she's a Christian. Oh. Never heard it. Um, I've never heard it described that way um, because she's well, gone on in other areas to say that she feels strongly that religion and spirituality are very different. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, well, there's, you know, just like this, there's, 
just like that there's many different brands of, of Wicca and there's many different brands of Judaism and things of that nature, there is, uh, you know, different sects of Christianity that is a little bit more open than, um, uh, uh, you know, so I think that we see the shocking fundamental Southern Baptist uh, screaming on the television, I have sinned against power! You know, that's, I, I think that that kind of imprints on our uh, mind, you know, that horror. Um, well, I think that, but even with, with just, just talking about um, this undue pressure, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so glad she spoke out about it, though, whether, um, um, no matter what her spiritual practice is, obviously she has a deep abiding spiritual practice for, for herself, which I really respect whatever label it ends up taking on, mm-hmm. but... I like that she brought it to the forefront. I'm, and there's been several articles that I've been reading over the, the past couple of months about that undue pressure. And, and Storm, even in our conversations, you were pointing out to me that I have some body dysmorphic issues. Mm-hmm. And But I think that that is standard. Because um, what what are we measuring ourselves against? And I'm I'm getting ready to go to um, Santa Cruz, the Serpent's Kiss, at the end of this month. And I'm and uh, the last time I went to California, I, I ended up um, in the uh, in the LA area in the was it Thousand Acres area mm-hmm. where all the stars are. And I have to say, um, I did not see uh, everyone I saw was half my size. And Hello? I was having. I was having this moment of here I am going to Santa Cruz and I really wanted to drop um, a size, not necessarily a poundage, but a certain size, and um, to get comfortable in my clothes and, and stuff. And I've been I've been working on it, um, and I was very disappointed because my scale hasn't been budging, although I've been dropping size. It's really weird. And and I was having a moment of at first I was just discounting myself and and being upset with myself, and then I was thinking, well, what is it that you're weighing against? And then I started really thinking it, and it was a shaving legs moment, because that's, you know, the ritual of the morning, um, where I went, oh, my God, I'm so glad I'm not all those people. Because I started thinking about some of my friends who are model size and and who, who do model, and the, the stress that they go through on every little thing. Uh-huh. Everything they eat, every bit of enjoyment they get out of that is is completely ruined because then they're worrying about what do they have to do to counter what they ate, or I can only have one bite, or I can only have so so they actually have a bigger food and body issue than I do, and and I started really thinking about that. Thank God I am who I am, and I don't fit the mold. I am I am my own person because we. I'm so proud of being my own person, and I don't want to be anybody else but who I am. And and to try and be something different is to try and, and be somebody else, and, and then I, I, I would lose who I am. And I think that Ashley Judd is completely correct in how um, you tend to lose who you are. You lose your identity. You have to become this this perfect this perfect shape, which is sick. A size two, if you are... If you are taller than five feet and you're a size two, you're emaciated. I think that even if you're five feet and you're a size two, you might be emaciated. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
besides, besides too, not necessarily having to do with your height. It has to do with your width. And, and um, you know, I think a size two is, well, you know, I mean, it really depends on your build. You know, we can't, right. conversely, we can't say, oh, size two, gross. You know, because that's, that's kind of, I don't know. Right. I, I think that, that we're doing the same thing, just the opposite direction. Right, so they'll Photoshop out a little roll when you're sitting, but they'll also Photoshop out in all of those pictures of those famous people. They'll Photoshop out the shoulder bone that's sticking out or the rib that's sticking out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or the clavicle that's that's too pointy. So they'll they'll Photoshop all of that out. Have you ever played the the match the heads to the bodies game in fashion magazines? No. So what you do is you take... You take um, a post-it note and you put it over the heads of all the models in the fashion magazine. And then you give it to somebody and you say, draw the size of head you think belongs on that body. And and somebody draws the size of the head that, that they think belongs on that body. But then when you move the post-it note and compare, the head is much smaller. The head you drew is much smaller than the actual head. So So there's... Between the photoshopping and 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 deciding what's real, I mean, they pretty much they look like brass dolls. Well, so. for the record, men do not like the jutting clavicle and the the you know the vast majority of men do not like that. They they you know mm-hmm. they don't. Guys, no, no. I I have not I have not actually met. Um, any men worth their mustard who are interested in that. They just want to, they're, they're looking at the size of the boobs and size of the butt, to be honest with you. Yeah. You see, the it, the interesting thing in, in uh, uh, you know, in, in, in straight culture, that the, the whole body image that women have is extremely difficult. And I think that it's amped even higher in the gay culture, um, uh, especially with gay men, um, that the idea of perfection. Um, I mean, it's very, very classic for gay men to um, uh, hold almost a funeral party at 30 because pretty much life is over then. Um, uh, uh, And and this whole thing in regards to image and what it is that we perceive as beauty and what it is that we buy, I think that she touched on um, in a major way. And I don't think... Yeah, bodies are nice to look at, and uh, uh, and uh, you know I definitely uh, think seeing a great-looking guy in Calvin Klein boxers is uh, stunning at times. Um, but at the same time, I don't think that it is necessarily what makes somebody sexy or what makes somebody beautiful. Mm-hmm. So how do we? I mean, I, with my daughter, and I, I'm sure Lorian, you you talk to your daughters too. With my daughter. We talk about um, what's important, and we talk about like her friends. She has uh, some friends who have friends who are corset makers, and so everyone's really excited about this waist training that they're doing. And her and I actually talked about it, and I said, "Do you know that your your organs move? Your organs move from where they're supposed to be to where they're not supposed to be, and you can actually damage them, especially if you start doing this at 16 years old, which is what some of her friends." We're doing, and uh, with the permission of their mothers. 
and um, we started really talking about that. But then we are, started talking about, you know, the photoshopping and the this and that. And so I've got a, a kid with a really good head in her shoulder, so when she sees something like that, she takes it and runs with it. But, um, but I mean, as a whole, how do we counter some of this? That's a hard one with the peer pressure. You know, I'm kind of going through it, and, and it's, it's a different thing as far as size, but my daughter right now is really wanting to gauge her ears. She put those big, thick things in her earlobes. And I'm going, yep. oh, my God, honey, you're never, ever, you're you're going to have to have plastic surgery on your earlobes someday to make them look normal, and you're never going to get rid of the hole. And she goes, oh, no, 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 and she's insisting that this is going to be a great thing, and I'm not going to go very big, and I'm not going to go very big. And, you know, kind of looking at me like, God, you are old, you know, it, 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 like there's something wrong with me that I'm, <laughs> that I go back and I think, yeah, my mom kind of did weird things like that. But we're talking about permanent things going on with her body at her age and it's much like the the waist training these are decisions that you're making now on your body that will be forever right right um I, the practical way just to throw in my two cents even though that i have no kids i want no kids and i disdain germs um, uh, <laughs> but i think that we need two things we now need a college fund and and a therapy fund uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your money to go to college. Here's your money for psychotherapy. <laughs> well, but, but I do think there is there is some movement. To be honest with you, I do think there is um, a change. Um, I, a friend of mine put on um, Facebook, you know, apparently because that's where I get all of my news from. Um, she put a, uh, an ad, an H&M ad, which has a very curvy black woman who's very, very busty. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it was just fascinating to know that H&M uh, is, is doing that, is, is at looking at real women. Um, and, and, um, and then when I saw the backlash on some of that, um, the backlash came from some of the designers who didn't like... Mm-hmm. Um, what they felt were overweight women um, in wearing their wearing their um, clothing. Well, it's an enormous amount of snob- snobbery. Ashley Judd um, was very upset in this article about organizations that she's done a lot of free work for in regards to her reporting and her dealing with AIDS and um, uh, mineral mining in uh, the Congo and all of this other stuff, that these news organizations that she's worked with did not even, before they posted this stuff about her all over the Internet, um, they did not even call her office and verify whether or not that she had plastic surgery done or not. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. You know, well, I think, so I think one of the reasons why um, H&M decided to put a real woman in a bathing suit um, on their ads is because what they had done prior to that because of the backlash from some of their designers who wanted like a size zero woman, they actually did a computer generated woman um instead of instead of a real woman mhm so it's just all disturbing to me. I do not even know how you women deal with yourselves <laughs> I don't. <laughs> 
I don't. I have actually, you know, come to terms with the fact that I am what I am, and I think that I'm a good person. And, you know, ultimately, I can't let what other people think define me. So if I feel uncomfortable in my body and I feel like I need to lose weight or I need to get toned up in order to feel good for me, then I need to do that. And and if, if I'm okay with my choices, be them, you know, whatever health effects or benefits, um, you know, they're ultimately my choice and I have to feel good with them. But whatever they might be, I have to be okay with them inside. And, again, that goes back to that whole, you know, coming from within. No matter what your size, no matter what you do, as long as you accept it, you feel good about it, that's going to be presented to other people. You can be the heaviest person on earth, and if you are smiling and okay, other people may feel at you, but if you feel good, then it, that's, you know, it's your life. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's exactly what I that personal revelation was all about, was that I'm I'm great just the way I am. Just where I am, I I feel fantastic, and I don't um, need to be anybody else but who I am. And you know what, Jackie? And I'm not just saying this. You are beautiful. You really are. You are stunning. You are a redheaded goddess. So I think you're gorgeous. I don't think you need to be great. I think Jackie is gorgeous also, but I think she has horrible taste in shoes. What the hell is that about? Those freaking blue, green, no, those red shoes on that green dress or whatever it was. It was scary to me. Oh, you're hilarious. I get stopped in the street when I wear those green shoes. Oh, my God, where'd you get those? Oh. (laughs) They want to know so they can avoid the store. Oh, no. <laughs> awesome. A woman has to buy him off my feet when she found out we were the same size. <laughs> I said I paid $250 for him. She goes, I don't have that much on me. You paid 250 for those shoes? No. Okay, good. <laughs> I was going to say, because they're ugly. <laughs> You're a man, you don't know. <laughs> So it, it's just, but there's that, that's what I want to to bring to other people that I feel, just feel amazing about yourself. My my challenge right now, the reason why I want to drop some weight is I have feet and knee issues. And I know that some of them will go away if I had less pressure on them. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's it. I don't want to I don't want to be hobbling around in my old age. That's my that's my focus. It's not about because I want to fit into somebody's pre-described mold. And that and that's that is what frustrates me when I watch other people, when I watch these young girls who are concave. They don't have a flat stomach, they have a concave stomach. Oh yeah. And, and I you know, do you see how they curve? Because they're holding themselves in so much? Yeah, it's horrible. Um it's, it's it's ugly, actually. And that's just my opinion. That to me is an now again I'm going on the opposite end of the spectrum, but to me that seems like um, a society-dictated way to manage your weight and your health. I can't imagine mm-hmm. that somebody could look in the mirror and think that's attractive 
they're looking outside of themselves to say, this town's supposed to look. Right. But you're not. What is really freaking amazing to me out of all of this is that it was not too long ago, only 300 years, in which somebody that was um, uh, a plus-size woman um, or somebody that was a plus-size man, they were considered the elite of society, wealthy. Um, uh, the creme de la creme because they could afford food to buy Um, you know that they were living in the lap of luxury Mm -hmm. and it's very interesting that we have moved from that to um, uh, you know Hollywood manufactured uh, uh, anorexia I mean it is uh, it's just stunning to me you know, I have. Um, I'm working on um, one of the articles I'm working on for this week is doing um, a magic mirror. I mean, some of my girlfriends and I will joke like, "I want her mirror because it was magic and told her she looked great in that outfit." So we laugh about that. But um, um, what I decided to do is, as I'm putting together a a little a little spell on how to bless your mirror so you mm-hmm. see the true you rather than the body dysmorphic you so i want to we can talk about that after the break and then bring in a little bit about belting yes definitely let's go and take a break um pick up the phone if you want to talk to us um it's 760-539-3235 and of course visit sacredmyths.com here is david guida Holla. 
Thank you for tuning in to Keep It Magic. We've got a lot more in store for you today. We have a little more talking about Beltane and beauty magic and glamour magic. And um, and while you're here, make sure you check out our guest, her website, sacredmist.com. And we check out our sponsor, which is me, which is coventrycreations.com. And uh, like us on the Blog Talk Radio so you know when every time we're going to come online, and so you know when our show's showing up. And let's see, what else do I have to say, Storm? I was caught off guard. <laughs> oh, You were caught off guard. Archive. I was caught off guard. And I was just like doing this wonderful coming back intro of, you know, hi, this is Storm Sessimani. Welcome back to Keep It Magic. And I'm here with two of the baddest girls of witchcraft. <laughs> oh, that's way better than my yeah. stumble. I don't even know if anybody heard my, if you were muted, wasn't I muted too? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was muted on my sound jacket. Oh, gosh, gosh, gosh. <laughs> So, so why don't you do your intro? Welcome back to Keep It Magic. <laughs> I'm Storm Sestavani, and I'm here with two of the baddest girls in witchcraft, um, Jackie Smith and Lorian Carrillo um, from SacredMyths.com. Um, Lorian, talk to us about Beltane. Well, let's unmute her first. Oh, let, let's unmute her. I don't know what she's doing today. <laughs> what is going on with you and that mute button? I think somebody needs to take it away from you. <laughs> Away from the mute button. Beltane. Beltane is amazing. It's um, really one of my favorite holidays um, on many levels. First, it's um, celebrating um, love and passion and union and all of those wonderful things that come with relationships, um, any type of relationship. Now, you know, if you Traditional relationships, of course, you know, we all kind of look at from the male-female perspective. But this, you know, this is relationship from anything. It's, it's all about fertility. So you're you're looking at, for example, many many people know about May Day, which is you know May first and the classic Maypole, and that's that's very pagan. Um, the pole is representative of the phallus and the hole that. Maple goes in is representative of obvious things that you can consider it a, a chalice. <laughs> um, Hello. So, Hello. <laughs> Boy, there's a lot of that on the show. Didn't you mention there was a great amount of facts about the show? Yes. So, um, <laughs> you know, and you've got the heat of the Beltane fires, the Beltane bonfire, and, and you know, sex and, and passion is all very fiery. So it's a fire festival in and of itself. 
and um, you know that was the that was the one day where you could kind of throw off your your inhibitions and dance around the Beltane fire and just you know find your lover and and just release yourself in every way possible. So Beltane. Now, shouldn't you dance around the Beltane fire with your lover, like by yourselves and not with other people? Well, sure, you can totally do that, but you know the the Beltane festivals themselves of old were very much a group a group effort, and there still are festi- Beltane festivals all over the world. There's one. I am not back to bringing up Clorox wipes for that. <laughs> well, you can dance, and you know, later, right? I'm like neurotic, so I can't. <laughs> Go back into your hole, Lori, and keep talking. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, um Beltane's pretty pretty powerful. Um, it's exactly the midpoint. Um balance of the you know, Beltane. So, you know, you've got two very powerful powerful half points here in the year. And um yeah, it's 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 one of my favorites. I love the flowers. Um, I know people who, they weren't celebrating Beltane, but they would, at the beginning of May, they would have a flower party. And they would just have tons and tons and tons of flowers in their house. And people would, um, of course, this is an artist who did this, and he would have, okay, you can make you know, your own wreath or this and that. And people would end up creating, would get together and create, like, dresses and stuff at the flower party and just celebrate the fact that um, winter's over. They were love and joy and happiness and drunkenness and and just it's it's like the ultimate release. It's great. Well, you know, more ways than one, but um <laughs> yeah. I because you don't have to this time of year I watch how people who who just celebrate May Day and celebrate all this this fun stuff without having to have any any spiritual belief or or religion about it. It's just catchy, you know. Energetic. You just got to grab onto it. <laughs> All right, stop. Oh. You. Well, you know, the interesting thing about the flowers is that they're symbolic of the unfolding and opening up of the vagina. That's true. true. You said that twice so far. I'm impressed. Yes. <laughs> well, how how dirty do you want to go? <laughs> well, it's, it's what it is. It's why that they... The uh, the you, you know it's it's not necessarily about being dirty. It's about being realistic and understanding symbols and you know the flowers in these particular um, uh, with Beltane. Um, uh, that's what it has to do with, um, and it's the receptivity. The vagina has to be open to accept the seed so that the new um, uh, king can be born um, or the new god can be born. You know, so it is that particular fertilization. Um, if you take it back to its basic roots, I'm sure that Beltane had a lot to do with continuity of the species. Um, uh, you know, that people would get hot and bothered and, you know, um, uh, you know, do their little thing. And the, the outcomes, you know, uh, uh, nine months later, mm-hmm. um, you know, around the new year. <laughs> I was just going to say, you're, you're, what, if you look at from Beltane to to Yule, the the birth of the the new god yeah. or whatever, that's um, there you go. There's the timing for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know that's really that's that's really what it has to, to do with on its uh, lower level. Of course, you know what. Of course, 
gets us to that particular point is, of course, the physicality and the attraction to um, who it is that we want to mate with and uh, who we want to uh, infuse our DNA with and all this other stuff, mm -hmm. um, uh, which I hope that I say it with the most sanitary ways, you know. <laughs> <laughs> from, a, from a nature um, perspective, you're looking yeah, at what, the union of earth and sun that brings, you yeah. know, the, the, the fruitfulness of the growing season that we're coming upon. So, you know, it's really all about that fertility and exactly what you were talking about, where it's, it's you know, we're planting the seeds. Exactly, because everything everything revolved around the field. At that point, with all these celebrations, are you going to, um, and, the, and the fertility and the seeding of the land, and, and are you going to have food? You know, and if you if you notice also symbolically, the flowers come out in the spring. They don't come out in the summer. Um, uh, the you know the potentials of, of fertility and the potentials of of having sustenance in some way. Um, uh, uh, you, you know, the symbols for that are in the spring rather than in the summer. You know, which is the harvesting period. Um, uh, you know. So basically, I mean, if you look at it symbolically also, that, you know, she gets pregnant in May, okay, she's not going to be showing until what, August? Yeah, something like that. Mm -hmm. I, ha I know nothing about the female body, so. Yeah, it, no, it's about, um, once you're about five, five months pregnant is when you really start showing a lot. Unless, of course, you're size zero. And then you show at three days. Right. Okay. I got it. I got it. <laughs> it's a good thing, Ashley Judd, you have never been pregnant as I look at your face on this paper. <laughs> you have no babies because um, you would be a size 12 if you did. Lorian, <laughs> um, uh, what else about Beltane? What do they need to buy? Well, I would say, you know, as far as Jackie's candles go, you're looking at her fertility candles. You're looking at the love, the lover, the pan mm -hmm. candles, things like that, that are really going to um, accentuate the energy that you're trying to bring about for and, and kind of honor through the process of belting. Um, I would say that we, you know, one of the things that we sell in our store is casting herbs, and those mm -hmm. are really great. You can create your own bonfire of sorts, even if it's not a big bonfire. You can take um, a cauldron and put some, you know, some bit of tinder and small sticks and things like that and put it outside on an, or even on your altar if you're careful and create your own symbolic bonfire. Um, you would... Ritualistically, you would um, have your chalice, and um, you could do a chalice and blade ritual, where you have a chalice and you have your asami, and um, during the ritual, you hold your asami over your chalice and you bring it down into the chalice, um, symbolic of that union. Um, yeah, lots of different things. I have done it year after year. This year, I did not do it, but... A lot of people don't have the ability to erect this monstrosity of a maypole in their yards. 
Um, and they don't have the luxury of going to any public venues where they're having ritual with the maypoles. Mm-hmm. You seek one out in your area if you have the opportunity to go to a public uh, Beltane ritual. Please do. It's an amazing experience. But if you don't, you can simply um, get some ribbon and um, have create kind of from either a, a branch or even getting a dowel and wrap that around while you're doing your ritual and have it symbolically on your altar. I love it. That and altars can I love that what a great idea just with the with all that and you have a couple of Beltane kits too on your site the Beltane altar and ritual kits right and that includes you know pretty much a lot of what you need so exactly I love it. does it have exactly. the kindling and stuff does it have the one no. kindling no mm mm. But that's so easy to find, and I even encourage people to go out and do it. It's just a way of getting in touch with nature. Go out there and do a little hike or something in your little nature area and pick up some of the naturally shed branches. And I know, going outside. Sorry, Sean. It's not necessarily the going outside that's really all that horrible for me at this point. It's the going out into nature and rooting through the dirt. (laughs) (laughs) I'm making progress, Lori. (laughs) Well, you can always go to the store and buy one of those boxes of hot wood. Mm -hmm. Or have it delivered. Have it delivered. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. I'll hire the Bye. kids on the street to build a bonfire for you and then put it out. <laughs> Hopefully with no shirt on. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, pay some kids when, go in their yard and pick up their little leaves and things. Yeah. When is the new moon? Storm, did you look up the date on the new moon? The new moon is on. Okay, so while we talk amongst ourselves with these <laughs> Yeah, as we talk amongst ourselves, as I look Well, he's about. talking about this. Because we have Beltane coming up, and then we have um, the new moon coming up. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, it is this Saturday. It is this Saturday. Okay, so that, that'll be first, um, of course. But one of the things that you can do for new moon in, in prepping for Beltane is to, on, on the new moon, to um, wash and anoint all of your mirrors in your house to get the true the true vision of your inner beauty mm-hmm. rather than rather than um viewing yourself with um with the societal expectations so um i put together a little recipe for you all um of course burning an inner beauty candle um make a little blend and most of this you can find in your house in your grocery store or in your yard get a little little tangerine peel for joy and beauty and happiness Put a little cloves in there for confidence and releasing tension. Put a little juniper, because a lot of times you can find that in your backyard or somewhere in the neighborhood. Put a little juniper in there um, to do a spiritual detox on your mirror. So so you're looking at your own vision rather than a vision that was projected upon you. And a little lavender in there to see your own beauty. And if you, there's one that you might need to buy, which is worth it every time, is orris root. Orris root is um, also um, 
Well, the best bet is just go purchase some orris root, put it in there, and orris root brings the goddess energy in, that beautiful energy in. And just steep it in some warm water and say a little prayer over it. Make up your own, which is more powerful than anything I can tell you. But it's all about you seeing your own inner beauty, you being in touch with the beauty of your spirit and your soul. And and just maybe wash the entire mirror or anoint the corners. Sometimes if you wash your mirror with with something a little greasy, it just stays there. But anoint the corners and do every mirror in your house. Make a little spray bottle of it and take it to the mirrors at work or wherever wherever you're going to be so that um, you see your true spirit. And that's how that confidence comes. And get ready for belting because you're going to need it. Right? I love that. You know, and, and something, I don't know, I definitely don't want to um, step on your toes, but one of the things that I might add to that is Please that do. during your, your your process of um, creating your own blessing or, or prayer or what have you and charging it, you could possibly write some affirmations along mm-hmm. with uh, this. And when you have your affirmations written, and it could be as simple as, um, I am strong, I am beautiful. They're very I statements. Mm-hmm. And so then once you're done writing those, as you're going through the mirrors in your house, perhaps the one that you use most um, most often, say the one that you wash your face and brush your teeth in every morning, take the mm-hmm. affirmation to that mirror, and every morning when you're doing your own morning rituals, read those. You're setting that attention for your day. Yeah, that that's what I did when I had my epiphany the other day. I, I came up with it at my own affirmation, which is, um, thank goodness I am unique. I am unlike any other woman in the world, and people love me for that. Thank goodness I have my own style, look, and attitude, and have broken the mold of conformity. I am never boring. <laughs> and that is literally what I have taped up to my mirror. I, think I love not it. Only you could do that, but one of the things that I would add to that is those little papers that you have, Lorian, the burnable ones. Yes. Putting the after, you know, when you're doing your first part of the ritual, not only having the post-its, but um, uh, uh, in order to, one of the aspects of burning. Okay, is that you move something from the lower world in physical, tangible manifestation into the upper world or the spiritual world. So I would recommend people write their little affirmation list on one of those also in Burnett. Oh, I love it. You could even do the prayer that Jackie was talking about, and yeah. after you're done reading it, then you like that and burn it. That's a great idea. See, we are a collective powerhouse here. We are brilliant. If you're looking for the exact wording on the affirmation that I just said, it will be on keepitmagic.com by the end of this week. So you'll be able to find it there. And uh, you'll be able to find lots of information. Of course, the archives of the show are there, too. Definitely. Definitely. Um, Is there anything else about Beltane we need to know, Lorian? Need to know? No. but I would absolutely encourage people, go out there, try and find a Beltane, um, a public ritual somewhere if you're not able to um, have, you know, if you're, if you're not one of the fortunate ones that have a coven to work with locally, you may well find one that's within driving distance to go and experience this amazingly powerful rite. And it's so much fun. The other thing I would completely encourage people to do, again, in a kind of, out this all the time is 
celebrate the season and the Sabbat for for your practice and your spirituality every time, just as mundane um, mundane holidays, the practice with food and with family and, and gatherings, do the same thing here. So look into um, some spring recipes and, and you know, bring about a, a feast for your May Day celebration. You can do this just with your family. You know, come, come with something with, with flowers. You can do edible flowers, light salads, um, anything that's really going to honor the earth in a, in a um, bringing about fertility. Do some research. Find some delicious things to make, may wine, anything like that, and it'll be so much fun, and it really brings everything alive. The other thing that I want to recommend, uh, just off of the cuff, if people want to um, uh, to either study witchcraft or Wicca or to participate in these events, there's a lot of people that are that are isolated um, and don't have access to all of these things. One of the things about Lorian's school, which you can, you can go to at workingwitches.com, um, is that she has all of these particular things, including online activities that people can participate in uh, with the, the ISFACs and the, and the Sabbaths um, mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, that they can do online as well. So, you know, if you're interested, you know, go to workingwitches.com. She has a wonderful, wonderful school um, with uh, courses on witchcraft and uh, magic and all kinds of things. So check that out. Um, I think that we're almost done, ladies. Jackie, um, <laughs> it goes so fast. I don't it even does. know what I'm doing. <laughs> what do you want to say to me, Storm? <laughs> I wanted to, to, to know if you had anything else to add to Beltane. Um, no, I don't. Other than I'll be on a plane on Beltane. <laughs> it just and works I am that going way. to try to see you, my dear. I am so excited about that. I. I am super excited too. Um, I'm uh, well. I celebrate the Sabbaths by mm-hmm. just doing different things in life, um, mm-hmm. and so so what we tend to do, what I did, and coming up towards uh, Beltane and preparing for that is we had a big um, we had a big to do and employee enrichment day here at Coventry, and then um, we've been sprucing up the joint, and so that when May comes around, we have. Um, we do we do different things. We plant stuff and and so we just do some some life changing stuff. Some life, so it, I live it versus stopping and having a celebration. So that's kind of how I I play the Sabbath game myself. Oh, I love it. That's great. You know, it's really embodying it. I I think that's wonderful. Yeah. And you know, when you get out to Santa Cruz, yeah. uh, you are going around some amazingly powerful um, ocean energy. I love. Santa Cruz. I, if I could, I'd live there. The the ocean is just incredible. I, I really the energy there. You'll you'll we'll talk about it when we get together there. But you'll feel yeah, it. It's the home of vampires. There. I'm sorry, what's right? It's the home of vampires. Santa Cruz. Yeah. How do you figure that? The movie Lost Voice was made there. Oh. Um, and they have classically, that's where all of the, in uh, North America, the majority of vampire cults are in Santa Cruz. Really? Because I thought vampirism started in Transylvania. Um, for Bram Stoker it may have, but right now it's like the capital of 
uh, vampirism is in Santa Cruz. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, they all sparkle and everything. Sparkly vampires in Santa Cruz. Okay, that yeah. sounds like a headline to me. All right, I think so for for the weekly world news. <laughs> and we are done um, Lorian of course thank you For joining us we will see you On what is the next one Lack of, Is it Lamas or Lack of Malabo Lutha Yeah yeah whatever The ones that are coming up are barely pronounceable Lutha Lutha So we will see you all we will see you at the summer solstice. Um, make sure that you cruise on over to com and get all of the products uh, that you need in regards to uh, to Beltane there. She has got a lot of wonderful products. She's got a lot of stuff in regards to gemstones and uh, wands and crystal balls and scrying things. It's just like it's, uh, it's just like a mecca over there of uh, metaphysical tools. So um, cruise on over there and check that out. Of course, cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com. Um, Jackie does do readings, so you can schedule a consultation with Jackie at CoventryCreations.com. Um, PsychicFriendsNow.com is my website. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at... Keep It Magic and fan us up on Facebook at Keepin' It Magic. And of course, we do have new articles that will be going up later this week on keepitmagic.com. And Jackie, what do they need to do? They need to keep it magic. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.